When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. On today's podcast, we are going to review Kentucky's 45-10 to 10 win over Louisiana Monroe in the football season opener on Saturday at Kroger Field. To help me do that, I brought in my fellow sports columnist at the Arrow Leader, Mark Story. Before we get to that, I want to remind you, you can get a sports-only sports pass digital subscription to Kentucky.com. You get all of our UK football coverage with Josh Moore, UK basketball with Jerry Tipton, UK recruiting with Ben Roberts. You get high school coverage with Jared Peck. You get columns by Mark and myself, $30 for the first year. Go to my Twitter feed. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Click on the pin tweet at the top of the feed. It'll take you right where you need to go, or just go to Kentucky.com. Hit on the subscription tab and check out all of the subscription offers for Kentucky.com and the print edition of the Herald Leader. As always, we really appreciate everyone who supports our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. So, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Mark Story, where we review Kentucky football's win over Louisiana Monroe on Saturday. Okay, my guest, Mark Story, my fellow sports columnist, their leader, Kentucky.com. Earlier today, we saw, and we are taping this on Saturday night, by the way, got conflicts tomorrow on Sunday, like we normally do, so we're doing it on Saturday night. Uh, Kentucky 45, ULM 10, big day for the offense. Is that your major takeaway from today, Mark? Yeah, I think the big thing is, I think you saw what you wanted to see from the offense. You know, Will Levis, I thought, you know, I thought he looked really good. I mean, I, I think, you know, I think you have to factor in the opponent is not very good or was not very good last year and basically has a brand new roster with like 60 new players. Right. And, um, but, you know, I think if you're a Kentucky fan, you saw what you wanted to see from the quarterback, from the receivers, and, and, and really from the offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously they looked really good on the deep ball uh, through, I think I counted seven passes of 20, complete seven completions of 20 or more yards, had the 33-yarder to Wondell Robinson uh, for a touchdown, then came right back on the next play, Kentucky's next play, 58 yards to Josh Ali. Uh, I mean, that had to be, I mean, I would think Kentucky fans, Big Blue Nation would really love that. They're always clamoring to throw the ball deep. Yeah, and, you know, from the time, basically, that Will Levis, you know, announced he was transferring here, there'd been, you know, sort of a buzz building about his arm strength, and and, 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 and he 
you know, he put it on display and, you know, he's got a big, big arm. And, you know, I was talking to Wandell and Josh after the game and I was asking them, you know, how hard is it to catch balls from him, especially on those short passes? Because he just throws it so freaking hard. And they both said it's hard. It's, <laughs> it's a hard, hard ball to catch. And, uh, you know, I think the only thing that, you know, if you're looking for something to worry about a little bit, you know, the interception he threw you know, was a slant to Ali, and he threw it came in hot, and it was a little bit behind him, and right. he bounced off his hands and became an interception. And he had that swing pass, I think, to Chris Rodriguez that had he let him, it would have been a touchdown. It, it wasn't, and and you know, those are the kind of throws that when you're in a you know a tough game in the SEC with teams that are going to have you know, roughly equivalent level of athleticism, those are the kind of throws a quarterback's got to make. Right, that they, uh, that's true, and that was kind of the knock on him. And when you talk to the people who covered him at Penn State, where he was more of a running quarterback than a throwing quarterback, there were questions about his accuracy on the short and intermediate throws. And you're right, the first pass he threw as a Kentucky Wildcat was an interception because of that slant that uh, a little behind as you said uh, put mustard on the ball as he seemed to always as he seems to always do and I uh, think so you know ricocheted into an interception but he bounced back from that I thought he showed you know a lot of uh, you know it didn't get he said he chuckled about the interception bounced back and then had you know the two touchdowns you know right after that the other thing too to me when you're when you got a quarterback who's got a big arm like that they kind of have to – a lot of times they think they can make throws just by their arm strength, and sometimes they get them into trouble. On the other hand, though, if you're Kentucky, if you're going to beat teams in the SEC, if you're going to upset teams in the SEC, you're going to have to take some chances. And I think he's 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 not afraid to take chances from what we saw today. Yeah, he, when you have the level of arm strength he has, you're willing to you know try to put it in tight windows. And you know, we t- I, I talked about the slant where you know the, the pass was was just a little bit off and created the interception. The slant he threw to Wandale Robinson for the touchdown yeah, was just yeah, an incredible cool. throw into a tight window where it absolutely had to be in just a laser. Yeah, it, you as we've talked about before on the podcast, you and Josh have seen more of Wandale than I did uh, watching him in high school and so forth. He's not the biggest guy; I think he's 183 pounds. But one thing that impressed me about him today, he's pretty tough. Uh, the long pass, I think, it was a 62 yard pass. They had to wrestle him to the ground. He does not go down easily, and that slant. Uh, for touchdown that you just talked about, he like pinballed off two or three guys and got it into the end zone. Even Levis said after the game, he thought, well, you can complete, okay, good first down. And then the next thing you know, Wandale was uh, was in the end zone. I mean, was was that his reputation in high school as well? Yeah, he was tough. Now, he's, you know, Wandale is short, but he's not small. He's very muscular, and he's really strong. And you know, at Western Hills, they used him a lot in the backfield, so he ran the ball a lot. And, you know, he was saying after the game, you know, I'm used to that. Plus, you know, Scott Frost had him running up in between the tackles yeah. for two years. So he's he's well prepared for uh, for physical football. Talk was that was one of the reasons why he left Scott Frost. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't want, is he didn't want to do that all the I time. I asked him about that today, about not being in the running between the tackles. And he smiled real big and said, yeah, I like being out in space. <laughs> the other thing, too, a, a very balanced, 34 runs, 33 passes, and Chris Rodriguez Another guy who, I mean, they fed him the ball. He had 19 carries for 125 yards. I think it's seventh career 100-yard game. I mean, uh, Liam said I'd be, I'd be crazy not to give him the ball, and he did give him the ball. Yeah, I always thought Bobby Petrino's strength as an offensive coach was 
the ability to you know sort of get the ball to the guys that needed to get it, mm-hmm. get, make sure your stars got the ball. Petrino called it the FTS system, feed the studs, and that's what Kentucky was able to do. This you know again against a pretty marginal opponent, right. you know, the stars play. You know that they, they gave the stars a chance to play like stars, and they did. Yeah, uh, you know, I think one of I was thinking about this after left, and really to me, one of the more impressive plays on offense, and there were a lot of impressive plays, happened when Bo Allen was in the game. The catch that Dingle made over the middle, the freshman tight end, uh, he was in traffic, made the catch. I think he got like a thirty yard gain uh, out of that. Uh, you know, I would think that would be very encouraging to see if you're Mark Stoops, your backup quarterback, your freshman tight end. Uh, I thought that was a heck of a play. Yeah, that was a tremendous throw because Bo Allen was standing in against a, a very fierce pass rush, and by the time he let the ball go, I'm going to surmise he knew he was going to get whacked, which he did, and and threw a perfect pass that Jordan Dingle made a heck of a catch on. Yeah. And you know, the one thing that I well, the, the one thing I was interested in, I thought there would be a lot of drags, drag routes, and sort of throwing to the tight ends against the grain. Right. And I wonder if they sort of kept that in their holster for Missouri. I'm, uh, you're probably right. I would think. Well, you know, Mark said on Thursday we're we're not going to get enough plays in the game to run. You know, everything we can run. Uh, but I'm sure they held. You know, that be that be crazy not to hold some stuff back for Missouri. We'll get to that in a minute. But a big you know big game that is coming up uh, next Saturday. What about the defense? What what impressed you? Or what are your thoughts on how the defense played? Well, other than the first drive when they kept make, committing penalties to keep the drive going. I thought the defense did also did what you wanted it to do. You know, 14 tackles for loss, you know, six quarterback sacks, held ULM to 87 total yards of offense, which was the fewest amount of yards allowed by a Kentucky team since Central Michigan in the 1988 season opener. And you and I are old enough to remember that game was played in a driving race. It was a monsoon, yes. Yeah. So, you know, you know again, I thought you saw, you know, probably – you know, what you wanted to see if you're a Kentucky fan. The other thing that I thought was impressive was, you know, they had a lot of balance. You know, there were like, what, one, two, three, four, five, six players that had five or more tackles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought, you know, uh, you know, Josh Pascal had a good game. DeAndre Square had three and a half tackles for loss. I was really happy to see Devontae Robinson. You know, he looked, at, you know, quick and explosive and a lot like the player he was by the end of 2018 before he got hurt. And the other player, and I'm not just going to say this because I went to North Harden, but Octavius Oxendine looked good. <laughs> yeah. You, you can say that even though you went to North Harden. Yeah, uh, yeah, he looked good. And uh, J.J. Weaver, who yeah. really, you know, has come back very quickly from an ACL he got at the end of last year. You know, there was talk like, you know, was he even going to play today? And if he did play, he'd probably just get a few snaps, and he got two sacks. So, yeah, and I remember watching him in, like, agility drills at the fan day open practice, and I couldn't believe how kind of spry he looked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that obviously was not an illusion because, you know, you had two quarterback sacks in the first game of a season after you tore an ACL in the second to last regular season game 
of the previous year is pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Devante. You know, they've talked a lot of talk about in the uh, well, not a lot of talk, but they kind of let it slip a little bit that Devante playing more of a hybrid role, uh, kind of a safety, maybe in some nickel, but also kind of. Uh, maybe more of a box safety playing kind of a linebacker type role. As you mentioned, I think he had five solo tackles, two tackles for loss. Uh, and it's good to see because he's been through a lot the last two years. He's missed all of 2019, was hurt. And then last year, he just never was quite got back to the player he was before. Uh, if I'm Brad White, I'm thinking that's a big lift to see what he was able to do today. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, people, you know, you go back to the end of 2018, when Kentucky had that tremendous secondary with Mike Edwards and Darius West and Chris Westry and Lonnie Johnson and Derek Beatty. And, and, and Devontae basically forced his way into the playing rotation yeah. because he was just playing so well. And, you know, and, and that was a high-level secondary. And, and you're right. You know, he I missed the next year. And then last year, he just never did look you know, he just wasn't the same player. So, yeah, I think if I were Brad White, I would be super encouraged by the way he looked today. Yeah. Uh, anybody else offense or defense we should talk about? Mm, you know, I thought it was interesting. You know, I mentioned Oxendine, but a body Fitzgerald had four tackles. So they got mm. nine tackles out of that boundary tackle position mm. that, you know, was at least somewhat of a question, you know, entering the season. Yeah. And of course, we, as you mentioned earlier, we got to, you have to put it into context. Monroe did not win a game last year. They never even led in a game. They got new coach in Terry Bowden. Uh, I say a new coach. He's 65 years old. He's obviously a veteran coach. I think 62. Adam Hunsucker, who I talked to for the podcast, preview podcast, said they had 62 new players on their roster. Uh, so you have to temper some of that in the fact that, but they were a 31 point favorite. They won the game by 35. They, you know, they did what they needed to do and, and a little bit more, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Monroe was you know, one of the worst teams in the country last year, if not the worst. And <laughs> you know, my guess is they're a little bit better this year yeah. or will be. But, I mean, they're not the caliber of team you're going to be playing next week. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that next week. Missouri uh, comes to Kroger Field. Obviously, a huge game early in the year in the SEC East. If you go by the assumption that Georgia and Florida are the top two teams are going to be at the top, those are the teams you're going to have to beat. That number three spot, I think the consensus seems to be your Kentucky and Missouri are the two most likely for that number three and maybe a chance to challenge the top two. Uh, Missouri won today over Central Michigan. It was pretty close, but Central Michigan is not a bad team. Uh, how big a game? Well, what are your thoughts? I know we're a week out, but what are your thoughts on Kentucky-Missouri? Well, I think it's you know I think it's a huge game. I'm <laughs> way way back in the way back in the spring, you know, I wrote that I thought it was the most important game of the season. I think that's true in a micro sense that if you win this game, it sort of, you know, opens the door, you know, you have a chance to sort of break the Kentucky paradigm as you did in, you know, 2018 and get above that seven win thing that has sort of been their ceiling for a, for an awful long time. If you win this game, I think you're in great shape to, to go above that again. And, and then in the, the longer view, the big picture, you know, Missouri of, you know, Kentucky has had the upper hand on Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt in the SEC East and has even broken even with Tennessee in the last four meetings. But of those programs, Missouri, I think, is the closest or the biggest immediate threat to Kentucky. So, you, you know, you had beaten them five in a row. They handled Kentucky pretty 
you know, pretty easily in Colombia last year. So you want to sort of get back on top of them and send the message that, you know, Kentucky is still above Mizzou in the pecking order. You know, to me, this is a huge game for what it means for this year, but I think it also has significance to a, to the bigger picture. Yeah. I really like, uh, their coach Eli Drinkwitz. I think he's a, uh, Good young up and coming coach, uh, what he was able to do with them last year. And I really like their quarterback, Basilak. Kid the UK recruited Connor Basilak. I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, Kentucky will have their hands full with those guys. But as you mentioned, I think that loss last year, the, not only the loss, I mean, they were going off the big win over Tennessee, but just the way they played at Missouri, uh, they just didn't seem to have a lot of energy. There were some extenuating circumstances, well, obviously, with John Schlarman at that time, uh, uh, you know, their offensive line coach who passed away from cancer. But I, I would think that that loss kind of stuck with Kentucky. That's probably one that they probably thought about during the offseason. Yeah, they, I mean, it was the first game at, you know, that John Schlarman was not able to travel right. with Kentucky. And, and, and then, as you mentioned, they were coming off the beatdown win over Tennessee at Neyland Stadium, which I think, you know, they expended a lot of emotion. I think the combination of those factors, you know, led to them playing very flat. But Missouri, you know, just sort of kicked their butt, yeah. just completely controlled the line of scrimmage. In my memory of that game is Missouri just kept completing fourth down yeah. conversions. <laughs> Kentucky couldn't get off the field. Right. Yeah, right. Which, which it's even, you know, to use a uh, Mark Stoops phrase. <laughs> Very <laughs> was he called annoying or frustrating? Aggravating. Aggravating. Yeah, that's his favorite word. Aggravating. He used that a few times today after a forty-five to ten victory. Uh, but anyway, we will have plenty of coverage during the week leading up to, as we both say, is a very big game for Kentucky early in the season. Just the second game of the season, but could really set the tone. I mean, if they beat Missouri, you'd have to say they'd have a realistic shot of being four and zero going into that Florida game. If they lose. That's going to be trying to make up ground the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, if they lose, they can still have a good season, yeah. but it just it's going to be a lot harder to have kind of the breakthrough season right. like they had in eighteen when they went nine and three in the regular season, in which I think they really need to have another one of those seasons. You can't go seven and five forever. Right. Right. Well, as I said, we'll have plenty of coverage leading all week leading up to the Missouri game. Mark Stoops has his uh, regular weekly press conference on Monday. Uh, we'll be there to cover that, so look for that as well. Look, follow Mark on Twitter, Mark C. Story. Follow, be sure and read him. Plenty of coverage on the game today, and we have plenty of coverage this week uh, online on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of their old leader. Thanks again, Mark. Thanks, John. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right. All right. Um, very good win. It's always good to get off uh, the, the start of the season with a victory. And, um, you know, it came with us making some mistakes, like I talked all all through the preseason that we were going to have some highs and some lows in practices and games and throughout the season. There's going to be some ups and some downs. I thought our team responded. They were very confident. Uh, there was a few mistakes early uh, that we got to get corrected. Um, you know, the interception, um, you know, was a, uh, Will has a little time there, be a little bit more patient, um, put it on uh, Ep, or on uh, Josh a little better. Uh, Josh could catch it, so we'll get that cleaned up. No excuse for putting the ball on the ground with fumbles, um, and really no excuse. we got to get it cleaned up with defensively, keeping that drive alive with penalties. That's aggravating. Um, but again, with that being said, responding the way they came back, the way that we finished the game, um, it didn't feel like that. Is that accurate with the do they have 80, uh, 60, 63 plays on 87 yards? I, it felt it felt a lot more aggravating than that. <laughs> so, um, but it's a credit to Coach White and the staff. They were really they really did a good job of preparing for many things, and uh, I really credit uh, Brad. They, they were well prepared for a lot of things. They knew they could see a lot of different things, and our guys played hard. We got to quit with the penalties. Um, and the same with Liam and the offensive staff. I thought it was nice. We worked on ourselves today. And, uh, you know, we, we needed to just get better, get game reps, uh, get, get some confidence. Um, I think there's a lot of people that know we have a lot of good potential, but we have to go out there and play. And it was a good start. It's, it's, uh, there's way too many penalties or, or way too many mistakes. we got to get cleaned up. Uh, we have a big game next week, uh, but it's a good starting point. Mark, in some ways, is that a positive that Will had the mistake early? You saw how he responded to adversity as opposed to just going out there and cruising for an entire opener? I, I think so. And I, and I think, you know, n- none of us want that. We work all year long, you know, and, and then come out and, and start down 7 nothing, And, and uh, you know, it just pisses you off, but you just you just regroup. And truly, I have to practice what I preach as well and go on to the next play. It is what it is. I have a lot of confidence that we would. And, um, you know, he was hyped up, and, and he throws the ball hard, as you could see today. You, you know, it's, you could see all that he's been advertised for uh, with his arm strength. And uh, so it was good to go through adversity. And same defensively. Like, I, eh, Well, not really. That just pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, what I've been looking for and very, very happy about that. And I talked a lot about it um, in the spring, you know, that we were getting the ball completed down the field. And uh, no, Will wasn't here, but just the offense in general and the receivers gaining some confidence and um and, uh, you know, we built on that this summer, and, and it was uh, great to see him throw for, you know, just complete the ball, just just the basics, making the routine. We still have a lot of work to do with making the routine look routine. You know, we have some pitch and catches out there that we're, we're fighting a little bit, but we'll, we'll continue to get better. Obviously, one gets a lot of the attention, but Josh, he also responded to mm-hmm. a huge game, I think, that most of his career. Just how, how have you seen him uh, improve and get the payday today? 
Well, it, it was really good for for both of them to to get some touches, um, and you know, especially Josh. I think coming back for an extra year, uh, having confidence that we were going to get some things corrected and, and get the ball uh, thrown Thanks. down the field, and to see him respond like that was uh, really good. I think both he and Wandell had really big days, and could have been a lot more had we went heavy in the in the second half as well with those guys. But uh, uh, I'm happy for him. Well, a little bit of everything. I think, um, you know, schematically, um, we're, we're going to put pressure on people. And, um, you know, it's really good. I think our quarterbacks really know where to go with the ball for the most part. We're not per- perfect yet. We're going to strive to be. Uh, but they're getting better, and you know they they have a good understanding of things. And Liam called a really good game, and and uh, you know I love it. He gets you know as aggravated as me when uh, when they don't go score. You know when uh, he gets uh, he, he gets a little upset if we have to punt. So I like that. Well, again, I think really uh, I just told the defense coaches I was really proud of them I thought they were really in good position you know for for some creative people you know they're they're always creative offensively I know that's new and they're they'll get better as they go um but uh you know I felt like the guys were in really good position it frustrates me when we're not and um and then offensively for the most part, again, with the terminology, getting the plays and communicating, he did a lot of different personnel groups, a lot of different shifts, motions there. You can see there's a lot going on, and for the most part, very clean and in uh, exceptional getting the ball down the field. Um, there's some basics, you know, like I said, with the pitching and catching and some, some things that we could clean up that will we'll be much better. So, um, I don't know, I've just rambled a little bit. I didn't directly answer your question. I don't want you to put me on the spot there and quote me on what I'm not happy with because, uh, you know, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot to clean up, but there's also a lot of good. You know, it's game one. You know, you're happy to win but whatever we did and, and know that there's so many things we can improve on. I didn't realize he had two sacks. Yeah, I was trying to get him out of there. And he talked me into another series, and it's good for him just to kind of build his confidence, you know, and know because through camp we were protective. He's, you know, he's fully cleared. And uh, But I know from going through that, the, the more you play and, uh, you know, you get more confidence, uh, the stronger your leg gets and the, and the more reps you get. And uh, so that that's good for him. I didn't realize he had the, the, the two sacks. But uh, I know with late in the game, uh, J.J. talked himself into getting a few more snaps. I think he just wants to get his legs up underneath him. Is an indication of a change of identity for Kentucky football? Um, I... I, I I think that's fair, you know, to say how word it however you want. I mean, you know, uh, you know what I was trying to look like. I was talking about balance. We haven't had balance. Anytime you're one-dimensional any which way, it's not good. Whether you can only throw it or only uh, run it, you know, you got to have balance. Uh, you know, 
Again, I've been a defense coach. You all know that from a defensive perspective, the, the more pressure you put on with personnel groupings and, um, you know, everything that he's doing, uh, it's putting pressure on you. And, you know, I like where we're at and we're getting better. We're improving. I know we improved in the past game today, right? That's that's fair to say. <laughs> what does it do well, it, it definitely makes it difficult and, um, you know, creating the shots and, and, and hitting them, you know, for the most part, when we had our shots, if we had the protection, we, we hit them and, uh, you know, they did a nice job. They covered a few overs and some things, some sales, you know, where we had called and we got to get a little better protection and hit the check down on some of those because there's still some yards and some things to get cleaned up. But, uh, you know, it is, it's always good to see the ball down the field. As good as, you know, as physical as we've been, we, we've got to capitalize on getting the ball down the field. And, you know, you certainly see the arm strength, that's for sure. You, you got after him with the pass rush. Was, was there any uh, secret behind it? But how did you see, uh, how did that happen? How did you all create that? Was it one um, I thought he did a good job of mixing it up. Um, we got him in some predictable uh, pass situations. That always helps. You know, so when you get ahead and you get predictable pass, now you got an opportunity to get some straight rushes home, you know, play coverage and, and get home. And uh, and that's where, you know, an area of improvement as well that we need to improve. And, you know, Brad and the defense coach have worked hard and challenged our guys to be better one-on-one uh, -on -one rushers and, and win some one-on-one -on -one rushes. And uh, obviously we did that tonight. Your first time live with Liam on the sidelines. How were mm. the communication issues? No, there? I mean, no, no nothing uh, – not not perfect, but but it was very good, um, like you would expect. I think uh, I should. I was walking down to call the timeout when uh, our center heard something and snapped the ball on the one uh, play that we. Um, I, I I don't know exactly what happened there. Whether we had the wrong personnel, whether it was a communication issue there. Where I was walking down to call the timeout, Luke Luke snapped it. He heard something, and. Uh, you know that that we got to get cleaned up, but overall, was pleased, very pleased with the operation and the confidence in him, the way he call, calls plays, and getting the personnel groupings in there, and a little bit more efficient. Whoever asked me the question earlier about, you know, I think, you know, that's that's good to see. You know, maybe a little bit of a surprise that it was that clean um, for for game one. Our loss, he had some defensive linemen, young defensive linemen, kind of showed up today. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Ox and Josiah and uh, Justin Rogers and all those guys, Khalil Saunders, those guys have really worked hard and, um, you know, we feel like are going to be very good players. It's good to get them reps and uh, we'll need them all year. And uh, um, they've been they've been working hard. They really have good attitudes and I, I like those guys. The SEC Network said you were going to eat a banana if well, for he did it, but the team did. So, well, that doesn't seem like then I have to eat the banana, right? <laughs> That's why I got him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> how, how vital will Chris be? Obviously, a hundred yards rushing today. How vital will he be going forward? Oh, he, you know that 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 has to be a staple. One doesn't work without the other. You know, you have to have the balance and physicality. Chris, you, you saw some amazing individual efforts by him today, and you saw the line blocking very well at times, and there's things we've we got to get cleaned up in that area too. But uh, you got to have a physical presence. Um, it was good to work on the pass game today, you know, and, and blend it with the run game because, again, 
you know, in this offense, you gotta you gotta have the balance you're looking for. I didn't even worry about it. I didn't. I didn't notice anything. I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't flinch. Honestly, I thought. Uh, you know, it's a time live that Josh, it was on Josh, but really then you look at the replay and, and that's when I noticed it was a definitely had some heat on it and it was a little behind. And in that situation, it's just some game reps. He, he needs to be a little more patient. That was a clean pitcher. We had exactly what we wanted to. We don't need to rush that and drill that so hard. I mean, that that, that was a good play. That should have been a really good play and, you know, 10, 10 12-yard gain or so and uh, turned into an interception. Your opponents will try and make you all throw to more than just Josh and, and Wandale, but how strong is this offense in doing things to get your best playmakers the ball, designing well, that way it's very efficient. You know, it's very efficient. Um, so, and we, you know, there's times when, you know, everybody has to step up. You saw it was great to see Isaiah Epps make a great individual effort play today. Um, um, who else that was late in the game that I thought had a nice uh, catch? Dingle. Yeah, Dingle. That was a really nice catch by him and Bo hanging in the pocket and taking one on the chin and delivered a nice, nice pass. So, you know, there's, you know, you always need it's a team effort. You kind of envision this as being able to spread it around to a lot of guys. Recent years, you've really leaned on one guy. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt like I wanted to, you know, work on that today. And as we got ahead and. Instead of going into the mode of four-minute offense like we used to, I just, you know, truth, truthfully just really wanted to get better. And so just spreading them out and working on some of that, um, you know, was just good reps for us today. Zone efficiency was a bugaboo last year. You were five for five today. How do you feel about that? And- you know, well, always, you know, critical situations uh, like that, you know, red zone and third down and, and all that. I really got to um, go back and watch the film. But... Um, you know, overall, again, I, I, I'm pleased. I thought we did a lot of good things. Got to get our, you know, get it cleaned up. You know, when we when we stumbled, a lot of that was on us. And uh, as we move forward, it'll be much more challenging. How about a guy like Wandell who put six on the board from any spot on the field? How much pressure does that put on the opposing defense? Yeah, it puts a lot of pressure. Yeah, you could thank me for that one because it was about we were about seven plays in, and I said get Wandell a touch, and then it was a touchdown. <laughs> so I'm one for one. Pardon me. Yeah. Well, we like all things in this game. I mean, we got to go back and look at it and see where it came from. Um, and uh, you know, even on some run games, there was some pre- penetration there that cut off some runs, some big plays. So, got to go look at it. And I don't, I don't know exactly who gave up. Uh, you know the the pressures. I know late in the game, one of our backups who did, but I don't need to throw him under the bus right now. Okay, folks, thank you very right, much. Thank Appreciate you. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. Thanks again to Mark Story, and be sure and follow Mark on Twitter at Mark C Story. Check out all his work on Kentucky.com and the Lex in the print edition of the Herald Leader. Like I said earlier, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can send me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. Thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. A reminder, you can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. We will have a preview of the Kentucky-Missouri game. Probably have a couple of podcasts previewing the Kentucky-Missouri game this week coming up. That's a 7.30 start next Saturday at Kroger Field. Thanks again for listening. We'll be talking to you again soon.